ideally, um, you know, if you can blend it, if the kids can spend time with each other, if they can all get along, if the exes can be, you know, um, amenable, (laughs) there's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of moving pieces to this. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss blended families. More specifically, a lot of information is provided on how kids adjust, but we wanted to focus on the parents, the couple, the relationship, the marriage. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand-select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers! Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Um, and, of course, you can find uh, all the past archives on our website, hitchmag.com. So today we are going to talk about uh, blended families, Karen. Uh, We recently ran an article on um, for for advantages of uh, being in a blended family. And the article itself talked a lot about the kids. Um, I wanted I mean, we're going to talk about that as well. But um, I also want to talk a bit about um, the parents that are involved as well. Um, before I take it to the next step, I do, if, if somebody is not familiar with the term blended, uh, blended family, it's, it's essentially when, uh, two families come together, uh, typically with kids. So you, you have divorced and then you remarry and, uh, you and your new spouse have, uh, kids from previous relationships and poof, you have blended them together. Hence a blended family. So, um, I but what I guess first and foremost, Karen, what is the strength of a blended family that you see? Well, I think the biggest strength is that you're no longer in the world of being single and all that goes along with that. Um, it's not easy um, being single, having to manage your children by yourself. Um, many times. Uh, the person, if if it's a father, there's a likelihood that he's working. Um, many times, if it's a mother, she's probably working also. So now they've got to um, work, manage the child, and also be going out and having a social life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, 
you know, and, and there's there's struggles. You've got probably a greater amount of financial difficulty. There's the difficulty that might be a little bit higher um, at holidays and, you know, things like that because you're around people who have families and you're not um, part of a, you know, whole, so to speak. So there's a whole bunch of emotions that are involved not being part of a family. Mm -hmm. So once you are in a unit again, those things all go away. Um, And so that, I believe, is probably a major benefit of now being part of a family and being in a blended family. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, we obviously at Hitch to advocate for couples making it work and all that stuff, but there are a lot of circumstances as to why a marriage uh, just isn't viable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you mentioned the fact that uh, being single is so tough and this is uh, likely a better situation. Um, I w- you know, what, what, what are your thoughts on being in a new, happy, blended relationship, a blended family, as opposed to a completely dysfunctional w- one from your previous relationship? Well, you know, look, obviously, as you just said, being in um, a family that's not divorced um, and that the marriage is a good one is obviously the first thing that we want. But if a family is totally dysfunctional, um, then it would be much better to be in a happy blended family than in a dysfunctional family. you know, what we call it, I don't know if, if there's a term primary, you know, uh, family. Um, and if the parents can have a good divorce, then that is really um, the way to go. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put a child through um, a dysfunctional uh, situation. I was reading an article the other day about how to raise a resilient child and what they were talking about is how difficult it is for a child when they come from a situation where there is um, physical abuse, emotional abuse, neglect, and things like that. So certainly when you have a marriage that is um, struggling and has lots of dysfunction and lots of the kinds of things that bring about the conditions I just mentioned, that is not going to be an upbringing that you want for your child. Mm -hmm. And so getting out of that situation and then finding happiness and creating a happily blended family is certainly much better. Yeah. Happy relationships, I guess, ultimately, uh, maybe it's a bit on the nose, but happy relationships are ultimately a a good situation to find yourself in. Yes. Um, Okay. So what about the adults uh, involved? How can coming into and being a part of a new family make you a better spouse and or parent? Well, you know, I I think that that sort of dovetails off of what I just said, that, you know, you're just a happier person because you're now part of a partnership and part of a family. And so therefore, you're going to feel better. Um, I, I don't mean to say that one's happiness should depend on being in a relationship. Sure. Um, and that your happiness should derive because you're in a relationship. But the reality is that this is a couple society in large part, and that we do feel better when we are 
part of, um, you know, a, a partnership and a family. And it's difficult being in the single world and trying to, you know, meet somebody and going on dating sites. And unfortunately, there are too many uh, stories of people who go on these sites and the people who that they they meet are lying or not really presenting themselves in an accurate way. So it's, it's a complicated and difficult process. So when you come into this new situation um, and it's a, a happy, successful situation, um, it's certainly a better one. Mm-hmm. Uh, ob- obviously, there can be difficulties. What's something when thinking about uh, your new spouse that you should be aware of? I think probably the most difficult aspect for being in a blended family is the whole idea of how do you now raise the kids, where the kids are going to feel like, well, you're not my mommy, so you don't get to tell me things, or you're not my daddy, so you know, you, what right do you have to discipline me? And I think that's probably going to, I mean, aside from just the adjustment, that's probably uh, where the um, biggest uh, challenges are. How do you um, raise the children, number one, so that they're all treated fairly, Mm -hmm. because when I'm working with blended families, that's one of the issues that I hear. You know, um, his children get treated a certain way, but he doesn't treat my children the same way, um, or vice versa. Um, Or that um, the children feel like, you know, um, they're not my biological mother or father, and so they don't have a right to say something to me. So that's where the real, um, you know, difficulty or challenge is for a blended family. Mm, okay. Uh, does it change the dynamic of parenting if your spouse has kids from a previous relationship and you don't? And maybe uh, after I've given that definition of a blended family, maybe that doesn't even qualify as a blended family. I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure. Well, it's not a blended family because blending is where you are taking two different families that each have children and you blend them. But I think it's an important question. Um, I think that, you know, that is difficult. And I think that the adult who doesn't have children, um, who doesn't come into the relationship with a child, has a very difficult task as well because they have to understand that there's a special bond between the parent and the child and now they're coming in and the child is likely going to be very jealous and they have to understand certain boundaries in addition to learning what their role is going to be again you know who are you you are not my mother or you are not my father you don't have a right to tell me to do things a certain way but also understanding that it's not an even playing field there aren't kids on both sides. Um, so therefore, um, the parent who has the children may have to give some extra time to make their child feel secure that they're now not taking second place. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that you really, as the parent without, oh, the adult without the child um, coming into the relationship, have to understand that there may be times that your new spouse has to spend time with the child where you won't be included. So let's say 
that you marry somebody and the child is not with you all the time. The child is living with the other parent. Mm -hmm. And so the person you've married now has to spend some time and you're not included. And I've run into this situation. Mm. And the person who has no children doesn't understand well, why can't I be included? Or why do you have to spend so much time? Or, you know, uh, why does your child get priority? And um, my feeling is you have to really understand that that child's needs must come first. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of difficulty with um, a new person coming into this, you know, um, relation, you know, into this whole situation. And that's hard for the child, and they're afraid they're going to lose this parent who's already not in the house anymore. Um, and there are going to be times where the parents have to join together, and you can't be part of that. And I would also put out a warning that if you are getting involved with somebody without children who doesn't understand this, then you really have to think carefully about whether this is a person you want to be involved with. Uh, I Yeah, that's a great point. I was, as you were talking, I was also thinking the how difficult it might be if we are talking about a true blended family where they both bring kids in from previous relationships um, and you have the situation where there is um, custody sharing on both mm-hmm. sides. Mm-hmm. So it's a constant rotation of which kids are here on which days and which weekends right. uh, every single month, and uh, I can I can I can see how that could be really difficult, particularly if they don't match up how you wish they would. Right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, it, to your point, you have to spend time uh, with your child when you have custody of your child, uh, but then. When your child leaves, but then your spouse's child comes in, they have to spend time with their child uh, during their their time of custody. Mm -hmm. You could see how that would that could potentially leave very little time for you as the couple. Correct. Um, Correct. And and do you so with that scenario that I just laid out? um, I mean, I guess it seems obvious to me, but um, I'm just guessing that you would have to then make a priority of spending time together because that might be the only time, true time that you have. uh, Yes. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a very complicated situation and obviously, you know, every situation is going to be slightly different if you can work it out. So that let's say, um, you know, you have to look at the ages of the children and et cetera. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if let's say it's got to be where, each one has to spend time separate from the two adults from one another and with their kids. If you can do it at the same time so that you're at least having your children day on the same day, Mm -hmm. just not with each other, you know, that certainly then doesn't mean that one weekend, you know, one spouse is with their children and then on the flip weekend the other spouse is with their children and so all weekends are taken up but never with each other Mm -hmm. you know so it's you know some of it is logistics um ideally um 
you know, if you can blend it, if the kids can spend time with each other, if they can all get along, if the exes can be, yeah. you know, um, a lot of ifs. amenable, <laughs> there's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of moving pieces to this. I, I'm going to muddy it just a smidge further. So yeah. Let's say you have this blended family mm-hmm. and then you as the new couple decide to have a child together. Mm-hmm. How does that complicate things um, with the family dynamic? Well, um, a lot of couples do do that uh, because then it's, you know, that old movie of y- yours, mine, and ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to some degree do that – Do you think that's – I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you think that's tougher for the parents or the, the, the kids that have come in from the blended family situation? I don't know. You know, my gut feeling tells me – that when that happens, it sort of means that everything's working right because it's like the children on both sides accept it. Everybody sort of is accepting everybody and it's really a situation that means everything's working well. Mm-hmm. That's my gut feeling, to be honest with you. You know, you're saying it's muddying the scenario, but I sort of feel that when that happens, it's because everything is working well and everybody's getting along and the pieces are all fitting together. So now it's time to actually bring into the world, you know, out of this love and this union, another child. And it that child will be loved by children of both sides. So it's, so it's almost like the culmination of a thriving relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I like that. I, yeah, that's great. Um, okay. So then what do you think is the best or most undervalued thing about being in a blended family? And as I mentioned at the top, uh, we, we posted this article on four advantages. So I'm just curious if you have your own thoughts on some uh, like a best benefit. I think, again, presuming that things go smoothly, I think it's learning how to work together mm-hmm. and learning how to compromise and um, deal with different personalities. Um, you know, one of the advantages of children going to daycare um, is presuming that it's a good uh, facility, those children socialize much better. Mm. And there are lots of advantages to those children going to daycare. So it's almost <laughs> like you've created your own little daycare center. <laughs> um, you know, and, and the kids have to learn to get along and to compromise and um, to deal with each other. So... Again, presuming that everything's working well, I think that, you know, there can be a lot of benefit to it. And they learn to help each other and to gain from each other's strengths and all. So, um, you know, I I do think that um, there's a lot to be said from it. Um, Mm -hmm. I know of a couple where, um, in fact, I mean, they, they do have their struggles and now all the children are adult children. But... They will work with each other. They are all there for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they had difficult childhoods. But um, as adults, they, you know, work with each other and all. And it's it's very nice. I, I, I really like that um, 
answer. And part of it is because I, I just feel we are better people when we expand our world. And, Mm -hmm. uh, when, to, to your point, when you, when you have these blended families, it brings in new perspectives, new ideas, new thoughts, new personalities, and that, you know, if you approach it the right way, should give you better perspective on everything else because mm-hmm. you have those new fresh experiences. So yeah, I yeah. think that's great. Um, all right. Uh, before we wrap it up, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? No, not really. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, um, as, as we said, um, what we really hope for is that people don't find themselves in that situation. Um, I guess I do have one thing to say. I think the thing I want to say is that the more that the couple can talk about these issues before they choose to go ahead and, um, you know, marry one another, I think the less problems they'll have, you know, in the marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of the things obviously that, you hope happens is that you have learned from your past marriage about what to do better in your relationship. Mm -hmm. But I think that there are a lot of practical problems um, that need to be spoken about. And I think the more that you discuss it beforehand, uh, the better off it's it's going to be, that you don't want to work things out in the moment. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we've, we've mentioned this in the past, but, uh, your chances of getting divorced a second time are more likely if you've been divorced a first time yes. than somebody who's never divorced, which, uh, one of the, one of the reasons for that is because you haven't learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. so, I mean, so your piece of advice was for those to have these conversations and understandings before they do that. What mm-hmm. if somebody is tuning into the Hitched podcast because they are a married person and they've been listening to these episodes and they're like, ooh, blended family. They're finally they're talking about us. Um, what, what do you have any parting words for them if they have already uh, taken that dive? Well, it's never too late to talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you haven't had the talk, then. Mm. Um, again, it's still better to sit and talk before, you know, um, some of the situations happen or, um, certainly before it happens the next time. Yeah. I, I will say this. Um, one of the things that I like to do is, uh, you're right. We, I mean, we've talked about this and this is kind of the new, the thing that I've been on lately. My little kick is people overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. Uh, by just not talking and and having people try to read their minds and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you, to your point, it's never too late to talk. Look, use this podcast as the excuse to to spark mm. a conversation. Just tell mm-hmm. you like, oh, Yeah, I was listening. You know, blame us as the mm-hmm. reason and excuse because a mm-hmm. lot of times the hardest part is bringing it up because you know it's it's like such an odd thing to be. You know, I was thinking about, and it's like, well, why were you thinking about it? Well, now you can just say, oh, I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about this. And I th- was thinking, you know what? We've never had that conversation. Mm-hmm. And yes. so hopefully if nothing else comes of this episode, uh, you can use us as an excuse to have that conversation that you may have not had already. So I hope that helps. <laughs> yes. And I think I, I like that because I do the same thing with my clients. I say to them, you know, blame it on me. Say you bring this up because Karen suggested that I, I do so. So 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and of course you, you, in addition to that, you have all of the great advice, uh, that Karen just shared. So, um, okay, Karen, this was fantastic. Another one in the book. So thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. And before we wrap it up, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, and is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can purchase those books uh, from her website, drkarensherman.com, or at least link to the books where you can then purchase them. Um, And also uh, in hitchmag.com, we have a bookstore where you can find those books. Um, in addition to all the past podcasts. So if you have other topics or thoughts or ideas, uh, hit us up on the social platforms. You can find all the links uh, on our website for those as well. And uh, until next time, one last time. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. Bye-bye. All right. Take care, everybody. Yeah.